0: Good morning, good night, and good day to everyone listening. I'm Tyce Thompson, here with your weekly sports update. Let's get straight into the headlines, as Major League Baseball is back. The MLB and MLBPA came to an agreement to use their March agreement for this season this gives players full prorated salaries, which means uh, that they're getting the amount of money uh, for their uh, contract for how many games they play. So say somebody's making 50 million and they play 81 games, then they're gonna make 25 million because they only played half of their games. But of course they're playing 60, so that's roughly a third, a fourth, of round of their, um, what they will be making. And of course, I just said 60 game season, with uh, six days off, you're gonna have six days where you're uh, not gonna play, and there will be a universal DH and regular playoffs for the Braves. Uh, um, stay in our division, and we will be playing uh, a lot of games, more games against the uh, um against the Rays and uh, fewer games against the uh, Yankees. But everybody else is about a four game that we play. Uh, the Rays we play six, and the Yankees we play three. And I think we play Boston a good bit, too. So, that's pretty exciting, of course. And this will all be happening. The MLB will be coming back on July 23rd with two games. uh, The New York Yankees versus the Washington Nationals. And the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers versus the San Francisco 49ers. We have uh, the NBA. They've set theirs up. And they have eight games playing schedule. Good news is that 16 of the 302 players tested for the uh, corona before uh, they went into the bubble um, uh, tested positive. So that's roughly about, um, uh, about 3% of the players who tested positive. So that's very good. So they plan to start in the Orlando bubble at Disney World July 30th. That's when basketball will be back. So we got MLS coming back May 8th, and uh, every uh, day playing uh, about two to three games a day, and most of the games will be televised on ESPN, so you can definitely go watch those. They will also be held in the Orlando bubble, a little bit different than the uh, NBA bubble, but it's still roughly in the same area. So, our last sport that we're covering, college football, and they have considered moving the season to the spring. Nothing's official for now, but games start Labor Day weekend. Of course, as more cases in college grows, colleges grow, it becomes more possible that uh, this could happen. But I mean, the players they're getting tested, and when they get tested positive, they are um they're only they're they're asymptomatic, which means they don't have any symptoms, but they're positive, so they could be carriers of the virus. So, in my opinion, they're mainly okay. I mean, you get tested positive. You go in for 7, 14, whatever, how many days for quarantine. And then you come back. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's not that bad for the players. It's pretty smooth for them. But, uh, as long as nobody's symptomatic, everything is fine. So, let's get on, in, on to those on to the NFL playoffs. As you know, we've been predicting our NFL uh, schedule. And we've done all 32 teams. Now it's time to do the playoffs. So, in our first wild card matchup in the AFC, we have the Browns versus the Titans. I feel a ve- that this will be a very competitive game. Derrick Henry will play well, but the no passing, t- the no passing game and okay defense uh, leads, uh, leads to the Browns offense exploding. And I got the Browns winning 24 to 14. and then the next matchup in the wild card, I have the Colts versus the Ravens. It's simple. Lamar just just way too much. Giving the Ravens 35-21. In our next ma- matchup, in the final matchup of the AFC wild card, we have the Raiders. Rah, rah, Raiders versus the Bills. I think Derek Carr plays very poorly, and Josh Jacobs, in, in his, just his second year in, at, in the NFL, he just can't carry the team yet, which really, no running back should have to carry a team. And that Bills defense, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are unstoppable. Give me Bills 27-7. Let's move on to the NFC wildcard. These matchups are the same from the years past. So, Saints versus Vikings. This seems like it happens every year, but um, of course, Minneapolis Miracle. It seems like the Vikings have some type of luck against the Saints, but for the four, for the third time in four years, these meet in the playoffs. The Vikings defense has the it, the playoffs. The Vikings D and uh, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen are just no match for Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas and the Saints D. But it's just the Vikings the Drew Brees is so much better than Kirk Cousins. Not to say that he's any, that he's a bad quarterback. It's just that Drew Brees is so much better. Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara and uh, Dalvin Cook, they're pretty much similar, except that Cook has injuries. Well, they actually both have injuries. but. And then Michael Thomas is just so much better of a receiver than Adam Thielen. The defenses are probably about the same. I would still take the Vikings' defense over the Saints' defense, though. I still think that the Saints would win this game 31-28. So, next, we got the Seahawks versus the Eagles. And this is the second straight year that these two will meet. And it's pretty much the same result. Uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson, is just too much for uh, the Eagles. Uh, but Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz and the rest of the Eagles do put up a little of a fight, though. Uh, but overall, it just comes out as a Seahawks win 31-21. to so, in our last matchup in the NFC wildcard, I got the my Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. My Bucks offense in uh, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Bright. Do, do, do I need to keep going? <laughs> uh, it's just too much for the Packers defense. And Aaron Rodgers, I just think that he'll be too much for the uh for the um Packers defense and uh Aaron Rodgers but I think this will be the last year that Aaron Rodgers gets to play in a Packers uniform because of Jordan Love coming in as their new quarterback and I think they have full belief in him but this seems to be like it's Aaron Rodgers going away party as he loses in his last game as a Packer 38 to 35 against the Bucks. so let's get to the divisional rounds So, in the AFC Divisional, we got the Browns versus the defending champions, the Chiefs. So, the Browns, they have a great offense, but when you look at their defense, it's not that great. Uh, Miles Garrett is uh, good, but his suspension uh, from last year with hitting Mason Rudolph on the head, if you haven't seen that, you should. And there's only a couple other players, like Denzel Ward, that are really good talents on that defense. But the Browns, they just need more. They need more, and it just can't compete with the Chiefs offense, which is explosive with Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Travis Kelsey. I just don't see it happening in a world where the uh, Browns beat the Chiefs. So I got the Chiefs 42-38. In our second AFC divisional uh, matchup, we got the Lamar-led, Lamar Jackson-led Ravens versus the Josh Allen-led Bills game, I think that uh, the Ravens, of course, they have Lamar, and, uh, a, and a great defense. And the Bills, they have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and a great defense. Numbers point to the Bills. And I'll take the upset. Bills over Ravens. 21-20. Let's go. Little upset alert right there on the Ravens for the second year in a row. We'll see if it happens. We'll move to the NFC side in the Divisional. The Saints versus the Seahawks. Uh, this will be a uh, quarterback the battle of the quarterbacks. Russell Wilson versus Drew Brees. But when you look at uh, look around them, Drew Brees has Michael Thomas, while uh, Russell Wilson has D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think combined, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are still not as good as uh, Michael Thomas, a.k.a. the best receiver in the league. So, I will take the Saints 31-24. In the second and last... NFC Divisional game, I have the Bucks versus the 49ers. So, when comparing these teams, defense goes to the 49ers. Offense goes to the Bucks. But the 49ers defense is so much, is so, so good that uh, they I would rate them the best defense in the league. The Bucks offense isn't the best defense uh, offense in the league. So, therefore, I will take the 49ers. In a very low scoring game, 17 to 14. And I hope you all have a great day. This is a TNT podcast, and we're out.